Blog Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif. Executive Producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, We are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, bonjour. In Spain, hola. In Italy, ciao. In Egypt, athen wasalan. In Ghana, akwaba. In Nigeria, peleo. In South Africa, saobona. In Senegal, nangadef. In Kenya, jambo. In Israel, shalom. In Pakistan,
everyone. Thank you for joining me this evening. We got a very powerful, important show tonight. The Death and Life Cafe is open. Get your tea cups, get your coffee cups. It's time to have some serious discussions about life and death. Welcome, everyone. This is Soul Purpose Healing. And we're also broadcasting live in the Female Solution Blog Talk Radio studio. So we are going to sit down at the Death and Life Cafe tonight and talk about some very important issues. Because um, for the last two months, many of us have been just sad and tearful about the children dying in Palestine and the women and the children and the doctors and the journalists. So many images of death coming at us in the last two months. Like like I think never before have we seen such carnage and suffering and death on in media outlets all over, YouTube, TikTok, uh, social media, Facebook, and so many of us have been just crying, if not outright tears, just in our hearts, just, oh, how could this be happening? How could this be happening? So I came to the awareness. I would say my consciousness rose up in the last few days when I really got a sense of why we are witnessing this war, because it is raising the consciousness of human beings all over the planet to what we no longer want in this earth. Many, many people, because of this visual uh, visual presentation of war and suffering and, and really psychopathic, egocentric behavior, we are waking up as a people all over the planet. The last statistic I heard was 95% of the people in uh, on planet Earth are saying we want a ceasefire. And the latest um, protest that I saw today on uh, Facebook, 500,000 people are in the streets of London today. So the protests continue, more people coming out as, as the Zionist government continues to drop bombs and slaughter people. Even in the West Bank. Now, here's something I wasn't so fully aware of. We know, many of us know Gaza is where a lot of Palestinians have died because of the bombing. The buildings were destroyed. Rubble is everywhere. People are under the rubble, uh, running from the rubble. But in the West Bank, the West Bank is like on the other side of Israel, and there weren't a lot of reports about death in the West Bank because we all thought that was a safe place. But, ah, lo and behold, the Zionists are even killing people in the West Bank, raping people, statue people, according to the sources that I look And I look at several sources. I don't have just one source for this information. I'm looking at dozens of YouTube videos from different people, different, and journalists, even CNN of all people, is getting a little pissed about this slaughter that's going on. So we're here tonight to talk about having a healthy response to the suffering, 
the death, the killing that we're witnessing that is just breaking some of our hearts and causing us to cry, cry, why, why is this going on? And the the reality is most people are so ignorant, not most. I would say a lot of people have been ignorant. The blessing out of this war conflict is that so many people are educating themselves about what the fuck's going on? What is, why is this happening? What What is this? And many people are coming out of the idea that this thing started on October 7th, two months ago. And that's why Israel has the right to defend itself. Lie number one. Let's kill that lie tonight. Uh, that Israel has the right to defend itself. That's the lie that we've been hearing for the last two months from our government, the United States government, is saying, well, Israel has the right, so we're going to send them more money to drop more bombs, and we're going to do whatever they want because we're in their pockets. The Israel government has formed APAC, and they can do whatever they want with our government because they're paying them. That's what's happening. So the lie that says, well, Israel has the right to defend this. I want to give you this analysis that has come out so many times over the last two months. If someone breaks into your house and decides they're going to take over your bedroom and they're going to push you into the bathroom to live or they're going to push you on the back porch, let's say. They break into your house, they push you out on the back porch, and they put a cage around you so you can't even get out. Well, they're going to throw some food and water at you. And then if you come out of that cage one day with a knife and uh, the police come and they say, well, your your uh, occupiers who broke in your house have a right to defend themselves. Now, what would you think? What would you think? Just look at that little picture that I just gave, a simple picture of what has been going on for 70, more than 75 years. These Zionists have pushed, pushed, pushed a people out of their homes, out of their lands, into a little corner, created a little concentration camp, and uh, genocide everywhere. And then when October 7th arrives, this is like 75 years later, October 7th, the Hamas created, Israel created Hamas. Uh, it comes in and, and, and just shows up basically because the news we're finding out is that Israel killed a lot of their own people. So what do you do? The police come in and say, well, they, the occupier has the right to defend himself. I mean, he broke into your house, and even though you come out with a knife and try and stab him, his, his equipment is much more advanced, and he has the right to come in and, and, and slaughter you because he broke into your house. Now, that's the logic we've been dealing with with the Zionist Netanyahu government and our U.S. Ninth Senate and House of Representatives, well, Israel has the right to defend themselves. This is revelation time, boys and girls, brothers and sisters. We got to stop the lies. So that's what all this, these um, sorrow, sad moments have been for the last two months, that we have got to spiral into a new spirit, a new paradigm because of what we've observed, that we do not want this paradigm anymore. We do not want to see children and women and journalists and doctors. and hot. We don't want this anymore. Done, done, done. So that's why we want to look at death and life at this cafe tonight in a way that raises our consciousness about why are we here what do we do in times like this? What is this death all about? Now, I'll tell you the most important lesson I've seen out of all this death 
that we've observed in Palestine is this. Community of Palestinians who have been slaughtered, murdered, killed, rubble falling on them, they have a very mature attitude about death. I mean, imagine they see death every day, every day. They're picking up dead babies, dead children, dead. And you know what their attitude is? Hugging their dead child with the mind that your soul will always be with me. Your soul will be, our souls will meet in the in the hereafter. In fact, many Muslims and Arabs would say, you're, you're going on to paradise before me. And so I'm not going to be in too much grief about you're leaving me. I'm going to be resilient. I'm going to keep the fight on. I'm going to keep the battle going. I'm going to still push on for a victory. In fact, I heard this beautiful analysis uh, that the victors, from victim to achiever, this is the biggest lesson we can take away from all those people dying in Palestine and the uh, egocentric Zionist uh, uh, um, Israeli Netanyahu government, uh, killing, murdering, uh, genociding the victims. You would you would say that all those people who have died were victims, but their attitude, <laughs> their attitude is we're going to go from victim to achievers. We're not going to give up. We're going to create something different. We're going to fight this battle until we win. So that's what we want to get into tonight. Are you in a battle? Have you been in a battle? Have you had people dying around you? We had our brother Kwame uh, Sunhorse, who should, who will be joining us tonight, I believe. His mom transitioned earlier this week. And uh, he and I had this beautiful conversation about his last moments with his mother. So he, I believe he's going to come on and share with us what that was like and all the lessons that he learned. But in the meantime, it's up to us to start this cafe, bring up, get your tea and, or your coffee, and let's talk. Let's talk about healthy responses to death and life. Healthy responses to the transitions near and far. I just shared with you my perspective on the transitions that we've watched far away, from far away, and on a video screen, on a on a YouTube screen. But what are your experiences near with family and husbands and children and friends who have passed on to the invisible realm? to the eternal life that we all came from. See, I think part of the problem that so many people um, go into deep, deep grief, their loved ones who transition, is because they come become too attached to that physical body. That's what happens, in my opinion. I remember um, my sister's journey with me, my sister had breast cancer. She lived it with me for nine months in my house. And she was so attached to her four-year-old daughter who died a couple years before her that she went into deep, deep grief about this daughter leaving her. Deep, deep grief. And I remember I was singing the song, I surrender all, I surrender all to Jesus. 
out my blessed Savior I surrender. And I was singing it for her. I was like, you need to sing this song. You, you need to surrender all this grief. I was telling her this, uh, trying to get her to come out of this grief from losing her only child. <laughs> me, the controller. <laughs> That's right, me, the controller. Come out of this grief. Surrender all. I was seeing, I, I literally had a hymn book in my house. I bought out that hymn book. And I was like, let's sing this song so you can surrender your grief and all that of, for losing your child. Lo and behold, a couple of years after her passing, I realized that song was for me. I needed to surrender my control to keep her on the planet to keep her from watching uh, violent movies. or it, I was just controlling her. I was controlling her diet, her behavior, or everything around her environment until one day uh, she fell and paralyzed one side and she had to leave my house and go into an assisted living place to finish her life on this earth. And I realized that song was for me. I surrendered. The creator spirit was trying to tell me to surrender my control over her, trying to control her, surrender, because that's what we're talking about tonight. The third dimension, what we see going on in the Middle East, all that war, all that hatred, all that control, 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 and what we've seen even in the last three years of medical system, government trying to control us about a virus, all that, that was a lot of control element, energy going on. And that's what I was doing with my sister. And then when you're in the fifth dimension, fourth dimension, it's surrender. It's surrender to accept the divine order of things, of everything. And that's what we want to talk about tonight, how we can surrender when uh, the point comes in a person's life that their soul transitions. We surrender we detach. It's about detaching and not mistaking love for attachment because that's what happens. We attach and we want to hold on to them. And when they say it's time for me to go and their spirit's ready to go, soul leaves, the body, some people stay attached like my sister. She attached and grieved and felt guilt and unforgiveness for the rest of her two years on the planet. And breast cancer developed because of that grief, unforgiveness, and guilt. So um, we want you tonight to surrender. Surrender to any attachment. And we're not just talking about attached to people. Whatever you have an attachment to that's keeping you from evolving, into higher consciousness because that's what we're doing tonight. We're taking our adventure in this earth to another level of consciousness. We, in 2019, we may have been connected to uh, our our doctors, connected to our friends, and then 2020, we had to disconnect because they put us in the house, locked down, uh, shut in, and we had to go inside in 2020, 2021, now in 2022, all that stuff started surfacing, triggered. We all got triggered, triggered, triggered. All that dark stuff started coming out after being secluded and by ourselves and meditating on Netflix or whatever. We had to to wake up 
and the dark things start coming up out of the, the iceberg. So 2023, all these events in 2023 are meant to help us heal, help us heal and surrender to what is even the war over there, which is waking people up. This is this war on one level is in divine order to help wake us up because 500,000 people out on the streets in London they have dropped their remote controls. They dropped everything to protest and say ceasefire. We don't want this paradigm anymore. We don't want this third dimension paradigm of hate and death and, and uh, greed and control. So that's like my introduction. I see we had a hand up uh, in the studio. So I'm going to open up the mic to uh, 336-350. That's uh, Mama AZ. Your mic is open. Welcome, my dear. Are you there? Check your mute button, your hand. Yes, go ahead. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Uh, yes, ma'am. Sister, this is... Okay. This, this is yes, these are very interesting times. Um, what's the energy number of for today, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, it's, uh, let's see, I wrote it down. It's an eleven. So angels are with us everywhere. Exactly. Um, And also, before I forget, uh, someone had brought brought to my attention that they have messengers in the farm. And I need for your audience, uh, for us, to know what roaches mean. And by the way... Uh, I had a meeting with uh, some of my medicine tribe today, and it was so interesting, uh, the information that came through from people who are on this side. Uh, I'm calling you from Cochise County, where the sheriff, the deputy do-dogs, hawk me. All right, but it's okay because I chose this assignment. I'm calling you from Cochise County, which is stolen land, which is stolen drums, and trafficking from DSS, the military, and the whole nine yards. And and it 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 it, it, it even uh, what's going on. Less than an hour from here, the border of of all of these people coming, including people who look like us, the, the illegal alien, the alien, the people, it, it, it go up on the internet. We must be made aware of of what is happening to our children. And I'm very passionate about this because if it had not been for my granddad and my dad, who's on the other side, from Oklahoma, from Muskogee, uh, the, uh, the stolen land over there in Muskogee, Oklahoma, and Tahlequah and all of that, my daughter would be maybe not here on the planet, 
or caught up in the trafficking. She's 50-something years old. Uh, Social services decided to take her from me at the age of 10. Right now, today, we do not have a relationship. But that's not what what I'm saying. Uh, Dr. V, something is getting ready to happen. And if the dear ones on this planet, I'm talking about all races of people, do not come together and protect the youth, the young ones. I I don't know what's going to happen after that, but it is riving up. And, again, I'm in Cochise County. Sheriffs hawk me all the time. But there is a higher power that is keeping me from being arrested. I'm facing a felony now because the gentleman threatened me at Miracle Valley, Arizona, where Reverend A.A. Allen has had created a Bible college. And I up a fence. So the fence is 3000 and they said it's a felony because I was frightened for my life, and I decided to get back in that truck and get the hell on out of Dodge. Okay, okay, so let me address let me address one thing you asked about cockroaches. Okay, this is gonna um, keep us flowing tonight, Mama Az, about death and life cafe. So we're talking about death and life and our response yes, to Christians near and far. And, and remember what I said about being attached. I, I heard this message earlier about how we have attachments that keep us from evolving or raising a consciousness. So here's what the cockroach is about in my, from my book, Animal Speak, by Ted Andrews. The cockroach is about adaptability. Be adaptable and sensitive to subtle changes. Go adaptability, ahead, Dr. Adaptability is essential in all environments now. Be flexible and adapt to outside pressures. Now, I want to just uh, comment on your situation with the sheriff and and all these things going on um, that are going to help you surrender. Because it's all about we, we cannot control everything, right? So we have to surrender. What are we surrendering to is the question. We surrender to whatever the now situation is. And we don't worry about the future. We don't regret the past. Where you are right now is what you have to surrender to. So it's like taking a deep breath, realizing that everything is happening for our good. Everything is happening to teach us how to surrender and to not be in our ego. Because we, we get into our ego when we say, you know, I want, to, I want this war to end. I want this war to end so that we can stop seeing these pictures of dead babies and dead children and all that. But that's kind of like my ego because I think my way is right. But the people have to wake up. How many people, dead babies do we have to see before everybody, the collective minds wake up? Because we're, this is about raising the collective consciousness. So the more people wake up, 
the more we're going to get out of this nightmare twilight zone we've been in of war and hate and uh, jealousy, resentment, and so forth. So your situation uh, is very unique, very interesting, but just adaptability, if that's what you needed to understand, then that's what the cockroach is all about, or whoever was concerned about cockroaches, that's for the, them to process and, and meditate on. Because we all need to heal from these attachments that we've been uh, experiencing. We all need to heal at this point from the thing, the physical third dimension attachments that we have. And uh, we have Craig Van. Hey, Craig, glad to see you in the house. He said, yes, they'd survive a nuclear wasteland and outlive us all. Those cockroaches. <laughs> okay, I don't, I don't have that issue, but because it was shared with me, it, there's a lesson in there, Dr. V. And thank us, Craig. Yeah, I needed to, uh, yeah, right. I, I, I feel you, Dr. V, and thank us okay, so uh, uh, for that. You know what, sister? That is the lesson of the Palestinians and Gaza. They are surviving unimaginable tragedy over there. I don't know how anybody's still alive over there, but they are surviving all that bombing, all that killing. And when you look at the the level of, of weapons on the Zionist side versus the level of weapons on the Hamas, and now Hezbollah is getting involved, uh, you, we're seeing an uneven battle here, and yet there's adaptability of the Palestinians is strong, like those cockroaches. There must be a lot of cockroaches over there, or at least they have mind of cockroaches. We're going to adapt to all this rubble. We're going to adapt to all this death. We're going to bury our loved ones and say, we'll see you on the other side, and they keep pressing on. That What's the next battle? Let's get busy, folks. We're burying our dead. We, the, the body's gone. I'll talk about uh, an analogy, uh, sister, about what's going on in the Middle East to cockroaches. Like, like Craig said, they survive a nuclear waste. And that's almost what you have in Gaza right now is a nuclear wasteland. That I don't, they haven't dropped any nuclear bombs, but they've been dropping a whole bunch of bombs. And let's just say the United States government is participating. Let's not lose sight of that. Let's not lose sight that our government is, government is totally complicit, actively involved in all those weapons being uh, dropped on the cockroaches and who who knows uh, who else. So the cockroach, the adaptable, sensitive to subtle change. They've not had subtle changes over in the Middle East. They've had major, uh, strong changes over there. And that essential in all environments now, be flexible and adapt to outside pressures. I don't know anything happening more that demonstrates what the, the Palestinians are going to than to read about the cockroaches being flexible and adapting to outside pressures. Are out, the outside pressures for the Palestinians have created so much death that they just flow with it. They just soul, they're on a soul-to-soul level of adaptation in Gaza. And it's spreading to... Um, 
it's spreading to West Bank, which we thought, I guess people thought they were safe in the West Bank. Mm, these at these psychopaths, uh, egocentric maniacs, they get they covering all grounds. They're going to kill as many people. That You know, they call it mowing the lawn. That's what's happening. They have admitted it. You, know, you can go and research it for yourself. The uh, Netanyahu government admits that their whole plan is to bomb, 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 and then mow the lawn, and then bomb, 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 and mow the lawn until there is nothing left there, and that's what we're calling genocide. So this is going on not just in uh, Middle East. It's going on all over, in spots all over the world. What did we do in Afghanistan? What are we trying to do? What are we trying to do in Yemen? And Yemen is now throwing rockets at uh, uh, U.S. weapons. In fact, I just got somebody just sent me a report that is going to show you how karma is going to work uh, with this government, our Zionist government. I just saw a report that a U.S. fighter, a U.S. fighter jet crashed into the Yellow Sea off the Korean Peninsula. Now, what is the U.S. fighter jet doing over there in the Yellow Sea? They're doing what they love to do, make war and make money from their war and from fighting. And this is why we are able to come to the awakening that we don't want this anymore. They're over there. Now they're just in the, in the ocean or somewhere. Somebody, people are dying. More death. Here we go. More death. How are you, my brothers and sisters, responding to all these deaths? Are you detaching from them and realizing that this is all meant to raise our consciousness about what we no longer want in this journey on planet Earth? 500,000 people are marching in the U.K. right now for a ceasefire. People are going to be marching all over the United States for a ceasefire. It's not going to end until we see this egocentric government stop what they're doing. So just get ready. So we're here, and we're going to take our break. And we're here tonight to have a death cafe, life, life cafe discussion on how you're going to respond to transitions near and far. We already talked about the far away death. Uh, realities that we've been crying over, sad over, and how it's meant to wake us the F up to say we don't want this paradigm anymore. We don't want to go into war anymore. We don't want you, you psychopaths controlling us anymore. Wherever in the United States, we don't want the, your influence anymore. We want to end to this. We want a new paradigm of surrendering to only spirit of love and integrity, and so much more. So we're going to take a break. And when we come back, I see uh, Brother Kwame Sunhorse is in the, in the studio, and we're going to open up his mic and hear from him because he just experienced a doula. You know, I thought about Kwame when Kwame and I were talking, and I said he shared all that he shared. He and his family became death doulas. You know, I'm a birth doula. And I welcome babies from the mother's womb into the atmosphere, into the earth. But when you have a whole family present 
at the time that a, a loved one is transitioning, departing, those are death doulas. See, you don't have to have any training for that. Kwame and his family knew exactly what to do. So we're going to hear from him Unmuted. when we come back because that's what Life Cafe is about, being a doula, bringing in new life. And then the Death Cafe, we can talk about, and we're going to hear talk about what does it mean to usher out a soul from their physical vessel that they've been in for, I think it's 91 years. So Naima Latif, your mic is open. We're going to go to commercials. I'm going to get my tea because the cafe continues after these commercials. Do you want to live in a world without war? Join our global peace movement. Heavenly Culture World Peace Restoration of Light transcends culture, religion, ideology, and other boundaries to achieve peaceful harmony in the global society. HWPL is committed to bringing world peace and cessation of war through peaceful dialogue between religious groups. I am Director Shin Suk Kim of the HWPL Chicago branch of North America. Join us for our next gathering. Call 773-580-1501 and be a part of the movement for world peace. Email us at chicagohwpl at gmail.com. your holistic life coach. These days, it's more important than ever to work on your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Are you consciously breathing deeply in stressful moments? Do you have a plan or daily routine to maintain balance in your awesome body? Are you struggling to be disciplined in your eating habits? When you partner with me, I'll help you develop a personalized health plan that works for your particular lifestyle. You can find out more about me at yourholisticlifecoach.com, where you can also review my three-step protocol to guide you to abundant health. That's yourholisticlifecoach.com, and I'm Viato. We have an opportunity to transform the whole global society in the next 50 years. 50 years from now, the earth will be populated by a new generation of adults, many of whom are yet unborn. Our mission is to nurture them in childhood with love, guidance, and protection and to raise them in healthy, happy families. If we impart values of compassion, generosity, and respect for fellow human beings in the next generation of children, they will create a world where people can live together in peace. This is our goal. Be a part of the transformation. Get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. Go to www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Thank you for joining us this morning.
Jacksonville. The last um, half hour or so, Mama AZ brought up the cockroaches. <laughs> to show you how everything's in divine order, we had our, our, our Facebook Live uh, listener, Craig, remind us that, yeah, cockroaches survive a nuclear wasteland and outlive us all. Well, that's exactly what's going on in Palestine, in Gaza. Those people are surviving the worst kind of bombing, and I would say a type of a nuclear wasteland. It's a wasteland over there, but yet they're surviving. What does that tell you? The lesson is we better become like cockroaches, okay? And we have um, de- a lot of deaths in uh, Chicago, all over America, same thing is going on on a smaller scale, and we're not seeing it on the media as much as we are Palestine. Because let me just say this, and then we're going to open up Brother Kwame Sunhorse's mic. Um, the Palestinians, the, the Gaza residents, are marketing their tragedy and their suffering because everybody got a phone, and they're taking videos of every baby that's dead, every child, or the rubble, everything. Why? Because we need to see that mess so we can stop. Everybody can protest and tell our government we don't want to see this anymore. We're done. We're done with this mess. So they're marketing their sorrow and their tragedy for the world to witness that we might all wake up and say, We're going to stop this mess now. We are done with this. We're going to detach from our little comfortable life. And so Brother Kwame Sunhorse is with us. I'm going to open up his mic. And as I said, Brother Kwame and his family became death doulas. I'm a life doula. I'm usually welcoming babies into the world from mommy's womb. But when you have a whole family, uh, usher out a soul from a body, this is what we would call death doula. So, Brother Kwame, did you ever think of yourself as a doula in this situation? Mike's open. Good evening, Sister Viat. Uh, that, that's a nice title, but I, I would rather say that I'm a spirit abolitionist. Oh, spirit ab- To set the spirit free. And this is what we have to look at. There is no death. My mom crossed over, and the whole ceremony of, you know, being notified Monday night and then getting up flying out Tuesday morning and getting there Tuesday afternoon and seeing her there hooked up to a respirator. And the last time I saw her, we were talking, you know. There was a a moment, but we already had had that discussion is that she did not want to be hooked up on life support and that she wanted to be released and to set free. And so we respected her wishes and we gathered the family and, and all of us came together there, you know, and on Tuesday night I stayed there in the room. The reason I stayed in my mother's room with her is because when we were there, they kept her on a sedation. And they were giving her morphine. And the nurse came in while we were there. and We were sitting there at the bedside with her. And when she injected into the the IV tube, they, you know, to put the, the medication in there, my mom retched for the, the signal uh, for the 
call button, and she began pressing the red button for emergency, and she started pointing to her heart. And the nurse came in, and we asked her, said, what did the job give her? You know, what is, what's, why is she reacting like this? And she says, I said, was that the morphine? She said, no, they, they switched and gave her fentanyl. Fentanyl. To a 91-year-old. They were, had been given administering morphine to keep, the, you know, to keep her comfortable with the pain. But then they switched and gave it, and when they did, her body reacted. She hit that emergency call button and started pointing into her heart saying, you know, this was not. And so what we did is we got in contact with her doctor and said, no, you know, you're not giving her no fentanyl. Put her back on the morphine. And so I stayed in that room that night with her to make sure that they did not administer that fentanyl again. And so the next day we, we began the process of talking with personal doctors came in and gave us that, you know, we, we've done everything possible. You know, this is her time and it's time for her to go. So we came into agreement and said, okay, we want to take her off the respirator this evening. We've got to give everybody time to get there. My cousin set up a 645 Zoom meeting for the family. They called out and got my sister's. Our grand, our children, the grandchildren came. My even my great great grand came, and we were all there in the room. And they told us that okay, the procedure is is that they're going to give her uh, a, a medication to relax her when they unplug the machine. But at six forty five, everybody got to speak to show you my mom was still coherent on the Zoom call. Her only sister left spoke to her and was saying goodbye, and she tried to move her head to turn to see where she was at. She could hear her. And so that was let us know that she was still coherent, even though she was on that respirator. The part that got it is, okay, and then around 7, 7, 10, they, the people came in and they began the process of unhooking her from the machine and removing the mask that was breathing for her. And so once they removed the mask and start, you know, took the machine out, everybody came around the bed, and I went and I picked her. I turned her over on her back. I picked her up and held her head, held her head, trying to get that airway so she could breathe. And once I did that, and I took a hearing aid out, and I spoke into her ear and said, Mama, you're free. You take your last breath. You're free, Mama. You don't have to be here anymore. We gonna we let you free, and we heard the surge of urine that came through the catheter that was in her. And as that surge of urine was passing, I held her head up so she could get that one. And she took one big breath, one big breath, and as she blew it out. And it's, it's, it's a sound that you'll never forget, that last breath coming out of a body. And when it came all out and it was at the end, it was like that, that just graspy. And that was it. And I just kept saying in her ear, Mama, you're free. And I turned and told my family and said, she's free. She's, she's free. She's no longer here in this body, she's free. And that's why I said that we have to begin to acknowledge 
how do we free those ones that are getting ready to go back? Because I had even had to talk with my mother, and the elders always told her, ask three questions to the person that's dying. Have you done everything that you came onto this planet to do? Have you forgiven yourself, and have you forgiven everyone that's done something to you? And are you ready to return back to the spirit world? If she answered all three, saying yes, it was time to go, to let her go, and to say that you are free. We're no longer, and see, the part of of me being born, she gave me my life, gave me my first inhale. And for me to stand there at 19 years old, she birthed me, 19. Here she is at 91, and I'm standing there for her to take her last breath, and she gave me my first breath. The 19 and 91 just reversed it. She was born in 1932. She left here in 2023. All the synchronicities was there, but the other part was, is that to have the family to hear and say, no, we do not allow them to say, you do not say that she, we declare her dead at, at this time. No, no, no. She was set free at 737. She is not dead. Her spirit is now free. That body is there. But her spirit and, and who she was to us is that she was set free. And so she no longer suffers. And we there and began a celebration of, of that home going, of her taking and being free. She was emancipated from her body. And that's what we have to begin to do. And it was a moment in which four generations stood there and watched this ceremony. Four, my, myself and my siblings, my, our children, their children, and the great-grand. Four generations watched her take that last breath. And these are the ceremonies of what we call rituals. There's a ritual, then, and I'm loading my pipe. It's called the keeping of the soul. When you release that, when that, pot, that person is set free, you load your tanupa and you hold the energy there for a year because it needs to be there to support the people of the family until we make that adjustment that we know that she is okay and we're now going to have to become okay after the grief because we are going to grieve. And the thing that we need to do is this is where the family needs to come together and be able to do ceremony. And this is the part, and, and, and I always talk about being a wordsmith, and we talk about the part that my mother, my mother did was is that she was able, Viata, can I put Kim Weston on? Of course. Viata. Is she here? Yeah, yeah, where is she? Okay. Are you there? Okay, uh, Kwame Sunhorse, did you go away? She, can, he asked, I think you asked if you could put Kim Weston on. Okay, Viata. Yes. Okay, Miss Kim. Yes, sir. That's this is Miss Kim Weston. Miss Kim Hi, on Ms. my Kim mother's ninetieth 
Miss Kim Weston on my mother's 90th birthday sang happy birthday to her and talked to her. And she had the opportunity to have that conversation with the woman who gave me life. And I love her. I love her. <laughs> I do. And you have my condolences, darling. I just found out. Yeah, and everything is in divine order for, for us to be on here and talking about this, this home going. And see, this is what we have to understand is that we have to know that those, that my, my mother, and see, the thing is, my mother's body and she's gone to spirit, but I'm still on this mother earth. This is my mother. Yeah. She is what my mother birthed me on to, earth, yeah. mother earth. Yeah. She is still always is going to be here. That's why we talk about nature. But mm-hmm. what I was wanted to share the part was she did the word puzzle book. And when I got home, I had her book because I had some of her belongings that I brought. And in the book, she had her pen on the page that she was working on. She hadn't finished. And it was said, and the page was called, the words was to look up what's in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. What's in the kitchen. This is where she always taught us at. Kitchen Table University. This is where the food was. And this is where our celebration was when we came from that hospice and came home and we began the preparation and even to the part the next on on Friday. And I was leaving Saturday. We went to the funeral home because all of her arrangements for cremation was done. All we did was presented the papers. They, They verified it. And when they filled out her death certificate, please, people, if you fill out a loved one's death certificate, I put on my mother's death certificate. When they said, is she black or African, I said, no, no, no. She's Native American. Check off. Make sure if if you believe that you are indigenous to this land, Claim your mother's right or claim whoever's right that is your family member. Claim it because that becomes record. And then the the, the funeral home called back and said, we're putting it in. The, the system is asking them, what nation does she belong? And I said, she was Shawnee. She's from the Shawnee Nation of the Wolf Clan. And this is what has to be done. We have to give get back our, our identity and stop allowing them to label. And this was the part. And then the guy called me that evening while we were celebrating Friday evening. He says, I have enough remains that you'll be able to take some of your mother home with you. Mm-hmm. That's how it worked. And we had her sit there in her spiritual plate we put her catfish, her french fries, her her vial with her ashes. We had her picture there at the chair, and she was in the kitchen with everybody that was in the house that was celebrating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the way we sent my mother home. Mm-hmm. And what did doctors say her, the cause of her, her transition was? Acute, acute, acute pulmonary edema. She died, her her lungs were flooded. Acute pulmonary edema, okay. Okay. And see, what happened, what it was, is let me share this, it's because when she had her asthma attack, they gave her steroids for her lungs 
But what it did when you give her the steroid, it shut her kidneys down so her fluids backed up in her body. She developed pneumonia. That's a, that's a very common uh, diagnosis when people go into the hospital. I remember uh, L.A. Davis, his mother, went in the hospital after he'd been trying really hard to take care of her at home. And within two days, they diagnosed her with pneumonia. Like, what is this? This is a typical pay, what they call palliative process. They were yes. start giving drugs when you get in there. That's all they palliative care means. Relieve steroids. The pain. That's what they. Yeah, they relieve right. the and pain. That's what they they, and that was what I was talking about the the fentanyl. See, morphine yeah. is a natural opioid that that helps to relieve the pain. Morphine is a natural that. Fentanyl is synthetic. This is what's killing people out here. And so this is the part we have to be able to know and watch. What's, what are you doing? What are you giving my, my loved one? What is it? Tell me. I want to know what all is the procedure, what you all are doing. And I would not leave that hospital until the next day because until we get ready to unhook her, y'all not giving her nothing they ain't supposed to be giving to her. And I like the fact that you have another terminology other than uh, death duel. You have, what did you say, spirit abolitionist? A spirit abolitionist because we're, uh, abolitionist is, is one who fights for freedom. And this is what I was doing was, was, was freeing her spirit. We have to do that. We help to free that spirit of our loved one. That's why you ask the question. That's why you speak into their right ear. When you come in the world, you speak in the left ear into the heart. You speak the name into the heart. When they're leaving, you speak the right is the spirit. And then you tell the spirit it's okay to leave the body. Okay. We have to understand the ceremonies. Yeah. Okay, but here's another thought, uh, Kwame. You gave us a lot of numbers. Uh, that were in the energy of your mother's departure, 91, 19, 1932, and then that number, 33, the, the, the most I had fun with you on now. Here is another number that tells you who's in control here. That See, that, all that right. just tells me, all that just tells me from the book of, I think it's uh, Isaiah, it says, before you entered your mother's womb, I knew you. And it says in that, in that first chapter, it says, I'm the one who's going to take you out too, basically. And I'm paraphrasing. So it's like all those numbers to me, just like with my sister, she there were threes everywhere. She had, she took I wasn't there, but they told me she took three breaths at three o'clock in room B three. Her name was Trion, which means three and one. And there were at least five or six number series that showed up when it was time for her to go. That I just stopped. I stopped crying. I'm like, what's with all these threes? And that was my first introduction to the universe speaking to me about. Who's in control here? Who's in control? Not right. you. And, 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 and I sent you the picture. My, my granddaughter, 
had each one of us. She had the 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 my sisters and myself and my brother. We took a picture with our hand with her hand. Then our children, each each one of our my my siblings' children took a picture with her hand. Then each one of the grandchildren took a picture with her in her hand. And then the last one was with my nephew, and he came in late and that. But it was four generations of hands surrounding her. That was what the picture represented. They came and, from and her, our children, and the grandchildren, and the great-grand. Four generations. And, and- yeah, and your your story, your experience is very, very unique to your family. It's be- it's a beautiful, beautiful testimony of what each of us go through to help us understand and overstand this process of transition. And I feel like the, the term death doula because I've met death doula, they call themselves death doulas, and I've met these women who who help families and loved ones see that here's another perspective. That body is dead. There's nothing going on in that body when that spirit leaves because that's why they have to go. So what, what we're doing death doulas is helping the spirit leave the dead body. That's what that's how and I that, that, that but that's why I said spirit abolitionists. We're freeing, we're not looking at delivering them to, to, to death, we're freeing that spirit from the body. It's going to be free no matter what. But see, a doula's job is to support the, the person, the family, and the processing what the society, what people call death, because the body is no longer living. But anymore. there is no death. That's what we have to stop putting that, that part. Death is when you no longer can hear your mother speak or no longer see it. That's death. That's that's the vibration of the exhale and inhale. Inhale right. is so, that's how we speak. And so we're inhaling until we take that last breath when we exit the hell we've been put into on here. Well here's a here's another perspective and that's what we're doing tonight. That's what I love about the cafe. Everybody take a sip of your of your tea, your coffee, because we're going deep tonight. And the the idea that you are no longer, most people believe they can't hear their loved ones when they leave that body. But we, especially Mama AZ, Mama AZ is the expert on hearing from loved ones after they leave the body. I have met anybody who compares to Mama AZ's in, uh, connection, communication with people who have left the body. But when we're, when they're in the body, we can talk to them, we can hear from them, we can listen to them. We can laugh with them. But when the body stops working, spirit leaves. Why? Because because of the numbers. The numbers are the universal. In, in my mind, the numbers say, told us, 91, 19, 1932, 20, All of those numbers are meant to help us surrender to the process that is all divine in order in my book. Is that we, as a doula? I again, I bring in, I help women bring their babies into the planet. But as a, as what we call a death doula or a spirit abolitionist, we are there to surrender 
We ain't, we're not controlling nothing. I, I don't believe we're really that much in control, but we are there to surrender to the process because it's a process that we really are not that involved then, in. Maybe some degree, to some degree, the overground, I, your energy Remember as, I talked now, about the overground? Remember I talked about the overground railroad? When we, we had abolition, Harriet Tubman was an abolitionist, freeing them from plantations and places. That was the abolitionist getting you free from that plantation and captivity. This is why there's a way also of spiritual abolition is that you have to understand how to help free the spirit. This is why we have these programs that communicate and how to show us how to connect to the spiritual. We know the religion, but do we know the ritual of spiritual? And spiritual, it has the word ritual. And see, the part where you said you can't understand the person when they leave, Mama AZ is, is gifted because the person no longer speaks in the language of what we call English, whatever words we do. They no longer speak that. They speak in the spirit. It's just like you hear people talk to you in dreams, but you don't see or hear or see them. Or you do see them, yeah. but you hear them because there's a different language that the spirit hears. That's the ear of the heart. Okay, so we gotta take our next. We're gonna take our next break, and um, this is important for us to hear what Brother Kwame is saying about communication. This is what we're gonna talk about. We're life and death cafe. Get your tea, your coffee. We're in the cafe tonight, spiritual cafe. Responding to transitions near and far. We we talked about all the suffering and death over in the Middle East that we've been witnessing and crying. I've been grieving for the last two months, and I finally was given a relief from my grief that showed me the purpose of all that suffering over there was to help me uh, focus on raising the consciousness of the whole world, global, collective consciousness. That's what this is all about. When you see that much suffering and death on YouTube and everywhere, we are meant to raise our consciousness, collectively raise the consciousness to stop that third dimensional twilight zone that we've been witnessing. So we're going to take a break, and we got a caller. Unmuted. Uh, when we come back, I'll open your mic. But we're going to take a, another break from our Naima Latif, our executive producer in the Female Solution Studio tonight. Thank you, Naima. Is Monday morning a struggle to get out of bed, into the swing of things? Well, don't worry, you are not alone. Join us for thought-provoking, stimulating, and mindful conversations on higher learning with Zelda Speaks for your Monday morning mindfulness session on Blog Talk Radio, The Female Solution, Mondays, 7.30 until 9 a.m. Be sure and send your ideas, thoughts, comments, and suggestions. Also, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, visit zeldaspeaks.com and send us your info. We'd love to have you. Experience mindfulness moments with the mindfulness slash stress relief coach, Zelda Speaks. And thanks for sharing the mindfulness moment tip of the day. Stay on purpose, stay empowered, and stay tuned to your next session of mindfulness on higher learning with Zelda Speaks. Make it a mindful day. And thanks for listening. in to 
Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear great topics and stories on grief and turn it into victory. Join Dr. Debbie Green to listen to stories of triumph and learn how to overcome. You are not alone in your life and there is hope in the darkest hour. This is your time to learn strategies and solutions to improve your life. It's your time. So join Dr. Debbie Green with Soulful Solutions and call in on Thursday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at 515-605-9325 with comments and questions. Look to hear from you real soon. Have you ever dreamed of going to exotic places, meeting fascinating people, enjoying uplifting music, and spending nights in a luxurious hotel? Do you look forward to a relaxing vacation where you can walk along the beach or sit in a quiet park and enjoy the sunset or sunrise? Whether you're flying around the world or driving across the country, we will share travel tips that will help you stay safe while you enjoy the journey. Join me every third Saturday of the month, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, and move around with Deborah here on the Female Solutions Show. Call in and comment, 515-605-9325, and press 1 to speak. compassion and wisdom. That's what Soul Purpose Healing is all about. If you're new to the show, thank you because today is a collective raising of consciousness. That's what this is all about, that I've learned after two months of grieving and sorrow and sadness for the Palestinians and the babies, something came awakened me to realize that the suffering over there, this war, is all about helping us see this twilight zone reality that we've all been in for too long, and now we want to come out of it. We want to come out of it. This is the time to come out. And we're flowing this morning, this evening with an 11. Mama AZ brought in the cockroach for us this morning, today, this evening. But who would have thought the cockroach would teach us a lesson about what's going on over there in Palestine? Because the cockroach is about adaptability and be adaptable and sensitive to subtle changes, adaptability essential in all environments now, be flexible and adapt to outside pressures. If that doesn't describe those people over in Palestine living under rubble, rising out of the rubble, uh, and going to war and continuing the battle that they've been in. It's like great. there's a bunch of cockroaches in spirit over there. And that's what we may need to take on here in this country, because our government is complicit in sending bombs and killing people over in Palestine just as much as that Israeli Zionist government. So it's time for us to take on the cockroach mentality 
as Brother Craig said, they survive a nuclear weapon. This Brother Craig, he said they survive a nuclear wasteland and outlive us all. And that seems to be what we're witnessing uh, in Palestine. How 75 years of occupation, concentration camp creation, ethnic cleansing, mowing the lawn. Them Israeli uh, uh, Zionists had a plan for 75 years to clean up Palestine, all those Arabs and Muslims there. We're going to get rid of them. And they're still there fighting, making babies. Ask ourselves, where did they get that blueprint from? The indigenous people here and what America did to indigenous people of this land. It's the same thing, and we're seeing it in modern time. So the colonial, they have been uh, occupying for hundreds of years, and they they take that blueprint, Zionist. I tell you, you need to know. The difference between Zionists and Jews, they're not the same. You got Jewish voices for peace over here trying to tell asking for a ceasefire, ceasefire, or demanding a ceasefire. You got the Zionists who say, Well, we're gonna bomb and mow the lawn until we got that land. So we need to know the difference. But yes, it's a blueprint from the colonialists, the the, the French who the French who went to the islands, the uh, British who went came here, it's the same blueprint to clean up the melanin people off the planet. But guess what? We're like cockroaches. We're still here. So 312-721, your mic is open. Yes, Grand Rising. Oh, name is on another. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I got about three or four phone lines here. But uh, oh, also, uh, after I make a brief uh, observation, there is a caller on the female solution switchboard. Just let me know when you're ready to open their mic. But, um, you know, I think the point, and, and uh, Baba Kwame, I do want to say that uh, I'm grateful that you were there for the freeing of your mother's spirit. That is a, a beautiful um, experience to have. And you can believe that just as you all were here on this side, she was going home to a party on the other side. And so we have the power to redefine that whole experience. And so that means when we consciously use language that lets it be known we are aware that life is eternal, then we don't grieve even for those who earthly vessel has been damaged to the degree that their spirit had to be set free because we know that there are no accidents. Everyone comes here with a purpose and sometimes in our transition is our purpose to awaken, which is what is happening as you've been saying, uh, Viata, what's happening with this war effort is that the rest of the world has changed their feelings about war and are demanding it to end. And so when we have a collective mind for peace, there can only be one conclusion, and that is peace. So even those who have been released from their bodies, whether they be elderly, middle-aged, or even children, when they, if they choose to return, 
to earth. They're bringing a different spirit, a spirit that is bent on creating peace. And you've done shows before even with some of the efforts of the Palestinians and the Israelis and the school that they created. Uh, I believe it it was Abraham's Orchard, I believe that was the name of the school. So there's going to be more of that. And, And the power of life is that it can't be stopped. So when we see a lot of births that are going to be happening after this war condition is over, we're going to see new souls coming into this planet and changing the energy of that area because that's the plan. That's the divine plan. So seeing the violence, and as you said, everybody has a cell phone and they're able to make it visual, that's part of the awakening process. So people can become horrified enough to forcibly change this perpetual state of conflict that was created by a philosophy of deception. So we're going to stop being afraid to speak about it. We're going to stop being intimidated by those who give the illusion that they control parts of the earth. And when our children re-enter the earth as newborns, they're coming with a mission to transform. So as we change our language about that transition process, we empower ourselves by realizing that there is no death, only leaving the body behind, going, going back to spirit, you know, maybe even to rest for a while, maybe to refuel and come on back. <laughs> and But definitely to enjoy the memories that we're taking with us. And I think it's a beautiful thing that Baba Kwame's family participated in that home-going process. We're slowly changing our language even now because I've, I've been to several funerals in the last over the last week. And the language is, is changing. Our culture is changing the language. You talk about home-going ceremonies and things like that, where it's a funeral, you know, it's real sad and the crying. But this this last event I went to, a, a friend of ours from our photography community, uh, Wortham Robinson, known, you know, across the city of Chicago, uh, great sense of humor, well-loved, packed church, and they did such beautiful ceremonies, great words of tribute. And this, this our our ceremonies must become celebrations, as, as Baba Kwame is saying, home-going celebrations, freeing the spirit, you know, all the ceremonial recognition so that our children growing up can think differently about life and live life in such a way where they do not fear death because we know and we teach and we demonstrate that there is no death, only life. And you have a caller. Thank you, Naima. You have a caller in the Female Solution Studio that wanted to. So let me open the mic. Oh, now we got two. Okay, so I'm going to take you in this order, 262-88833, and then 312-632. So uh, 262-833, your mic is open. Go right ahead. 
Greetings, my beloved family. How's everyone doing this evening? Check your mute button. 262-833. Your mic is open. Hello? Can you hear me? Are you with us? Check Can your, you hear check me? Your Hello? Mute on your phone. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? That Are you with us, 262? Like, that sounds like Brother Eddie. Number two six two eight three three. He must have stepped away from his phone. But we'll have to come okay. back to him. I'll open the other one. Three one two six. Uh oh. I think Brother Eddie dropped his call, dropped. Maybe he'll come back. Okay. Three one two. Admiral Nelson, your mic is open. You know, in the Nation of Islam, we define devil as. Deceptive intelligence that mm, rationalizes that like disobedience Nelson. to God to make evil fair seeming. Yeah, you know, in the okay. wake of uh, the mic is open. In in the wake of uh, uh, that frenzied orgy of violence phone? in Rwanda, Burundi, April of right, 1994, yeah. the people okay. were called cockroaches. Call Hello? Something really interesting happened, even with CNN News, which has surprised everyone. They started to change their interviewing about this Palestine war because one of their journalists who was located in Palestine uh, was was um, able to escape with his two children and his wife out of Palestine. But nine of his relatives were killed after the bombing started, I think after the ceasefire or something. So the whole CNN station was that was, was shock, in shock. So that this guy, uh, Jake Tapper, interviewed someone from Israel, and all he could say is, how could all these people be dying? He, he changed his whole um, interviewing procedure or wording because they were all grieving one of their own journalists because he lost nine. Now, it's significant. Nine of his family members, nine again, says to me mm-hmm. that all in the Bible wake us the F up. And they woke up CNN <laughs> because nine of his family members at one time, his uncle, his aunt, his grandparents, I don't know, nine of his family. How many of us have had that type of death in your face experience all at once. So this is all about uh this is, and I guess two six two is here in my two six two eight three, I think that is that brother Harris, you are you there? Yes I am. Can you hear me this time? Yes, go ahead. Okay. It might be something wrong with, with uh sister Naima's Reception or something because I kept saying it. But anyway, nonetheless, greetings and much love to the family, Mother AZ, Sister V, yourself, and Brother Kwame, Miss Kim, the whole family and listening audience. Yes, uh, I'm loving where y'all going with this because, again, dealing with the numbers that everybody, you know, has some number that they brought to the table tonight since we're at this university table, I want to bring up, uh, you use the term death doer. And just the uh, term again, death, so that we could see that number and be able to attach what we're talking 
about with that number with the other words used. So death is 23, the five. Oh, okay. And that's no more than us being transformers, more than meets the eye. Transformer is 41. We are helping those through the transition of a transformation. Transformation is 50, that five. Helping us to our final destination. Not the movie, but final destination by number is 59. Five plus nine, 14. One plus four is the five. We are the transmitters which is 50, the five, which brings out love, which is a five. So we are now getting that code to change everybody who is ready to receive this reboot of facts that make sense to help us manifest our magic word of the casting of the spells because this is what we're dispelling all of the nonsense we've been programmed to. But all the words I used, I didn't want to stop it with saying five, 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 but it's all the five. We got five on it. That's part of the transformation that we're going through with love to change the paradigm in peace. In peace is also five. So with that, I know the words are vibrating and resonating because that power of five, which for those who are our religious family, is Jesus Christ. That's the five because the second coming is the truth that is now being revealed, family. We're revealing the truth, and it ain't no stopping us now. So with that, all I wanted to share peace and love to everyone and keep talking so I can hear these numbers flowing behind the words you speak and I love it. Peace to all. Uh, you know that brings, that brings to mind that song Ain't No Stopping Us Now We're on the Move. You know Who it. made that song? <laughs> you on the Move. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Somebody made it. But yes okay so we're talking about transformation. How about a metamorphosis from caterpillar to butterfly, all of this death uh, or all of this transitioning death is causing or, or motivating, uh, firing those of us who are observing this, this by zone to metamorphosize from the caterpillar who was attached, I think, to the attachment that the, to the and then we come to butterfly. This is what tonight is all about, us to realize that this transition, spirit abolitionist work, do a work, we're all doing this work to help each one of us not attach to these spirits in these bodies, but to detach and realize this eternal life. As Naima mentioned, we all have eternal life. If you believe that, some people don't believe that. But we're talking tonight about the truth that we have come to understand that there is eternal and that spirit leaves the body. 
And I believe that anyone leaving right now, uh, either being abolitionized to a new life, we need their help on it. He is always getting help. That's one of the reasons. There's a lot of background noise. Debbie Harris, or you had a lot of background. Mama AZ is getting a lot of help. I think that's one of the reasons she's still here with all of her pain and suffering that she has had in that body. She has a lot of help from her ancestors. And I believe that's why, uh, Mama AZ, I'm opening your mic in case you want to respond. That's why she's still here. And that's why Kwame's mom had to go. My dad had to go in 2019. My dad lived to 95, this guy back here, 95. But it was time for him because we are in one of the most tumultuous, difficult times for planet Earth that we have all ever, I think that we've all experienced in our lifetime, that we are seeing the evil in our government, we're seeing the evil in the military, and and so many areas that are being revealed to be needing a transformation, a metamorphosis that our ancestors have to leave, our our loved ones. Kwame's mom, time for her to go, 91, they're 737. Uh, The spirit said, time for you to go, my sisters. They need you on the other side. That's what our ancestors are doing right now is helping us through this very difficult time. Suicide rates are up right now. More than ever, people are taken life because they can't take this. Mess. This is a lot to So suicide well, rates sister. are up. That's all the more reason why people, our ancestors are, are leaving here to help us on the other sister. side. Go ahead, Mama. Go ahead. Uh, greetings, Brother Harris. I've been threatening to call you. Uh, I have been in a tribal meeting today here in Stolen Land Country, Cochise County, Arizona, the home of the Buffalo Soldiers. And uh, I need to put this out there today because today is an 11, uh, I believe. That's a power number. That's a, a, uh, a gateway number. That's a justice number. That's going into other dimensions number. That's one, that, that's the feminine energy uh, speaking out, you see. And it has to do also uh, with the Buffalo Soldiers and the truth coming out here in Cochise County, where my cousin was murdered at Fort Huachuca, okay? But what I'm saying, what I, I said all of that to say this, family, people are leaving, just like you said, Dr. V, and I think you said 737 is when mom, uh, uh, Brother Kwame's mom made her transition. Is that what you said, Brother Kwame? But he said told that's us. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. What I'm getting at, that's also, doesn't that add up to an eight? That's right. correct. Infinity. 
Okay, Infinity. that is Reverend Allen's, that is one of Reverend Allen's numbers. Everything that I have been researching with the numbers concerning Reverend A.A. A. Allen and Mark Bentoncourt, who drove himself into the doggone truck and blew my lights out because he, he killed himself. He crossed himself over, and he came to me, scared the freaking but Jesus out of me, and I'm like, what the hell? He says, because you have balls enough, uh, uh, Elder, to speak up about the drugs, the human trafficking, and everything else that's going on, not only all over the planet, but right here in Sierra Vista, Arizona. Okay? That number that that, that uh, Brother Kwame's mom decided was a message and the same thing goes for reverend uh the reverend that just made his transition from oklahoma carlton pearson he also has been in the house people communicating with me along with minister cynthia marie williams along with sister naima's husband and all of them we must listen we must Listen to what the ancestors are telling us. And numbers mean everything, family. They mean everything. Thank us. I'm A.B. What's happening in your area is all over this planet. I said that. I I just said that. I just said that, sister. But listen to me, please. There are certain people who are positioned in strategic areas. Even though it's happening all over the world, we are placed in in strategic places to bring awareness to this. You know, yeah. it, 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 yeah. it's, it's a connection. It, it's a connection. And you must read the numbers. I'm not pushing Brother Harris's uh, 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 numbers knowledge, but I'm going to tell you, my dad, Robert uh, Bob Paris from Oklahoma, he told me, Roberta, he was transitioning then in 95. He said, you make sure that you pay attention to the numbers. Not knowing yeah. I would end up connecting to a Brother Harris. Okay? Yeah. Thank us. So I, I think that's what the, most of us are having is that the numbers are starting to really uh, scream at us. Because guess what? But could when, I- the, when the spirit the body, we can talk to each other with the English language, French language, Spanish language, touch, feel, but when they leave the body, where's where's the communication? It's in the numbers, it's in the bees showing up. And I was at a restaurant yesterday um, celebrating my son's birthday and a beast, and, and, and we were outside, but there was a ring on the, over me, and it was open uh, windows, but the bee shows up and starts buzzing around my head, and my son moved his chair so quick. He was like, I don't want nothing stinging me. And I'm like, where is he? Where is he? And they're, they're telling me this bee is buzzing around my head. And I thought about, oh, wow, this communication is so cool. 
that even when I'm sitting in a restaurant, a bee show, this happens to me all the time, so I'm getting used to it. But this is why we need to respond to transitions near or far that they're, the communication is going to change now. When they leave their Can body, you're going to hear spirit talking. Let me go to this call, and then, Kwame, I'll come back to you. 872-300. I know you've had my hand up for a while. So let's open your mic uh, and see if you have a comment or question. Yes, at least so. Thank you. Great, great conversation. This is uh, I'm American Chief uh, Cherokee Indian. Knew that since I was a child. Uh, you talking about language? Language. The original language was vibration. That's why that bee was humming, hummingbirds. Vibration, even hums in church, is is, is a vibration that. Uh, it's like a telepathic uh, connection. So, yeah, numbers can be a part of that vibration. My ancestors speak to me all the time. My grandfather was a bishop minister uh, over California, and I look just like him. He played the harp. I played the harp. I never knew him. And I use the harp. I chant in hums and vibrations. So I just want to include that, that vibrations, even the trees vibrate. The moon vibrate, the sun vibrate. So I just want to uh, just put that in y'all little soup. I'll sit back on Well, that's that's powerful, uh, Kufi. Thank you for bringing that up because we go from the vibration of words coming out of a mouth. That's vibration too. I'm speaking to you mm-hmm. now. You're hearing the vibration of words, and if you're sitting in front of someone, you might be feeling the vibration. I have. I have had conversations with people, and I would say something, and they would say, well, I'm getting chills. And you, I'm sure many of you may have experienced that. You're talking to someone, and they say, oh, that gives me chill bumps. That gives me chill bumps when you say that, which to me says there's a truth coming forward when people are feeling your words. So now your life yeah, why do you think they drive fast cars and, and motorbikes? They want to feel the vibration of that of that engine. You know what I mean? That that that's charge of their body. <laughs> All right, go exactly. ahead. Exactly. 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 The engine is running in me and you. We're vibrating. We're communicating with words, with language. We might communicate with a smile occasionally. They feel that smile. They feel your eye. Your eyes might communicate. Communicate. I love you. I love you. you don't have to say anything. You're just looking at them, staring at them with this love and energy coming out. Vibration. Vibration. But then the body shuts down. They've done taking vaccinations. They've done they're eating. They're eating too much. They're sad. They're depressed. They're grieving. They have fear. The body says, "I can't take this vibe. There's no vibration. There's no vibration left. When when you have taken enough vaccinations and jabs and boosters and you put enough dead food in the body and your thoughts are dead, I, I, I hate myself, I can't stay in this life anymore, your body is dying. You're shutting down. But your soul is like, I want out of here. I want out of here. So guess what? You hang yourself. You take your life. Your soul is like free, like um, abolitionists showed up, spirit, go, 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 take off, go on. We, we're not going to put you into no more uh, fentanyl poisoning or drug poisoning. You are free. Hallelujah. Celebrate. Yes. So we cannot be getting sorrowful when people's soul leaves this dead body. That's what happens is the flesh dies because we have killed it with, like what Kufi said, low vibration. That's so powerful. 
that we can go to this uh, level of the conversation to understand, to not understand, understand that this body is shutting down because you have not held a high enough vibration. And I think that's all of us who have seen our loved ones you know, go um, vibration what, lower because it's one. Of them one of the most powerful things that happened to me this year, one of the most powerful things that happened to me this year, and everybody heard it, was the crackle of thunder thunder. It just crackled for like seven seconds, and it shook the house, and it just renewed my whole chakras. It was like, wow. I was like, wow. Everybody felt it. And I just felt that I was just, I was just the, and the universe just recharged me. All right, then. I'm sorry. Okay, go ahead. Well, okay, and there you're talking about energy and vibration again, and and that is what will keep the body going, the spirit going, depending mm-hmm. on what the type of energy, the type of vibration. If we have a high enough vibration, you're not going to get sick. I was listening to uh, Naima and her sisters uh, earlier. They were talking about should you send your children uh, school when they have a cold or they're sick. And I thought they they made they came up with some great points, but my thought was like, well, if they have a strong mind, and if the people they're around were strong enough to resist that that vibration of sickness, they wouldn't be affected by it. But we don't have a lot of strong minds out there, because you can resist anything if your mind is strong enough. You can you avoid sickness. You can avoid disease if you have a strong enough mind. But what it, what has our society been doing? That, see, that's what's going on. We go back to Palestinians. Palestinians have strong minds. They they don't have no water. They don't have no food. The electricity's been turned off. Them uh, those egocentric, psychopathic Zionists have doing everything they can to kill the cockroach spirit in them, and they're still running around there. Crawling around, uh, doing their thing, surviving. But if you, their yep. minds have gotten so strong. They have been built up 75 years of occupation and oppression and attacking. I just got to know that there's something powerful going on in their spirit for them to even be there to have this battle. Well, did someone else have a comment on? A guy that came on my page. Before the COVID, and he told me exactly what they were going to do. Bring fear, vaccines around the but world, and they, they were going to bring everybody back to the Roman Catholic faith. He said that. That's exactly what they're doing. All right. Kwame, bring everybody. Yeah, Kwame, you have a comment. Yeah, and, you know, we're making some very excellent points in the communication is is that I said it just earlier, you know, my mother's body is gone, but my mother earth is, is still here and she's here for all of us. And the part that we have to understand, there is a nature's language is a language which is 432 hertz. But when you go into nature, you don't hear words. You feel the energy of the trees, of the plant relatives, of the creatures and the creepy crawlers, like you said, the transformation from a caterpillar to the cocoon of the chrysalis. Then you get the butterfly. 
it has to it has to make that transformation and spinning that cocoon and and, and decomposing that body and re transforming that that chrysalis into that butterfly. And it has to hang there on that branch in the sunlight. The sun's energy helps it makes the transformation from the caterpillar, the chrysalis, and then it becomes a butterfly. And the part that it's all done through vibration and energy. And this is the part yeah. because we're looking at saying how many, there are oh, there statistically on the planet, there are 350,000 babies born in a day. On Turtle Island, every seven seconds since we've been talking, there's a child that has come out of the womb. Creator has a master plan. Yes, all of this is going on. All of this is going on, but all of this is coming in. Absolutely. So, so here's the 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 goal for us. Fear. We even with all this Twilight Zone activity, with all the uh, campaigns of our our psychopathic governments all over the world, we have choice to go to operate in fear about death or whatever. Or, or love, and and what what I heard I heard a message this morning. I wrote down these words that the new reality for 2024, if you will, is changing the attachments we've had that don't vibrate at a high level. We if this is what this message is for us, and we have death all around us, transitions all around us. What are you going to vibrate at now? Because their body's vibration to zero, basically, and the, the palliative care that doctors and hospitals uh, uh, perform will help it go to zero really quick, shut it down, and that's when spirit says, I'm out of here. Thanks to a family like Kwame's, they can have a smooth transition, and even those who don't have a smooth transition, there's so many lessons for us to learn from the people in our lives who leave their bodies, they leave this vessel of clay. And here's the, the, the new reality that we need to have is more integrity, more humility, more kindness, more love, more joy, more compassion, more wisdom, and what the Palestinians are teaching us, more resilience in this, this crazy society we live in that is so bent on control, control, control. So our 3D reality has been all about control, control, low vibration, uh, hate, fear, fear, fear. And we can rise to an excitement level in 5D and surrender. And surrender Uh, to what? Here's a thought for you, Mom AC, all of us. Surrender to our purpose is to respond to the now moment. We have, we need to regret and the future worry, fear into every day. Our purpose being, I'm going to, I'm going to totally absorb the now moment today. I'm going to do the integrity, humility, the kindness, the love. I'm going to get out of this attachment that I have toward to my family, to my friends, to my drugs, to the food, and I'm going to detach 
and start loving myself more and all and understanding and overstanding all the terrible events that are going on. Mama AJ, you have I have, a, I have a, uh, yes, I have a quick question. I was at Denny's today uh, with uh, uh, some elders, and a lady came up to my table, and the fly came over and pestered the the Jesus out of me. What does the fly mean? I I know it was something because this was inside Denny's restaurant, and it was a fly. When the lady came, what does the fly mean? Somebody, Brother Kwame, somebody. I is asking you to deal with issues. The issues of the past few weeks are growing more troublesome. Pretend mm. to do responsibilities. Look to subtle clues for solutions. So uh, there you have it. Deal with issues. And that goes along with your reminder of your purpose is to respond to the present moment. Deal with issues. Don't, don't keep dwelling on the past. Stop dwelling on deal with issues today and not be worried about the future or regretting our family. Dr. V, all I can say is we cannot, family, we cannot uh, not look into getting our stolen land back, especially to a lot of people who look like us. We cannot. Forget about the past where our people knew how to grow food to keep us well. We can't put that shit in the past. We got to deal with it and figure out how we can change and, and teach our youth how to reclaim their stolen land that Many Caucasian people came along, married women on the res in Oklahoma and many other places, and took the land. We we can't we cannot forget about that. And if I don't say anything else in this doggone lifetime, family, especially ones who look like us, we better wake the hell up. Thank us. Okay, now that is a powerful, passionate message, Mama AZ in uh, Arizona, stolen land. Tommy's uh, on stolen. I think we all want stolen land at this point. Look at, but okay, here's the thing. Look at Palestine. There's, the lessons are if you're paying attention to what's going on in Palestine, you're going to have death if you're going to fight that battle. But if that's what you want to be in, fight the battle for to keep the stolen land, to get the stolen land back, there's going to be death. Look at what's happening over there. You're going to die because the people who are claiming the land right now, they're not going to give it up easily. So there's going to be a battle. If you want to be in that battle, that's your choice. Or here's the thing. You, if you want to try and control the re-getting back the land, then there's going to be a battle. Otherwise, you surrender to the events of today and be ready. Be ready to take advantage of every opportunity that allows you to get that back because that's what the universe and I believe spirit is directing all of us to be ready every moment to take advantage of opportunities to get our own land 
And then how are you going to work the land? How are you going to maintain You got to think about the future if you're going to If you have a comment. Yeah, and it's we have to understand that they're not going to make any more land on this planet. And we never can own this land. The land belongs to the creator who created this planet. The part that we're having is we occupy different spaces on different parts of the planet. And what we have allowed others to do is to claim that this is theirs or this is theirs. But you you go back 500 years and they they didn't exist in having a claim to this land because there was another whole civilization of people. What we happen to do is this uncivilized human being is attempting to say that I can have control of what you did not make. No human made this. No human made this earth. This earth does not need a human being. Human beings need this earth. This is the whole concept of of this whole deception and being able to not allow them to keep with this, this, this falsity and saying that this is theirs or this is ours. No, this is all the creators. We have to understand if I want to go outside and plant a, a tomato seed in the ground, it's going to grow. Can't nobody stop it. That's what we have to begin to stop looking at this this whole concept that somebody will take control of what belongs to the creator. Absolutely, absolutely. So here's a um, kind of a final word on that. There's a scripture that says, the creator says, when you come into the land, you need to do this, this, and this. And I think it's a whole few chapters, maybe Deuteronomy. When you come into the land, this is what you need to do. Now, man has interpreted that to mean when you chosen people get into the Israel-Palestine land, you need to take over, you need to kill those Palestinians. That's what is ba- Netanyahu's government is basing their, their defense of. We have a right to defend ourselves. They interpreted the scripture that said when you come into the land, I'm going to protect you, I'm going to do this. And they have chosen to be the chosen people. Now, the reality that we are all waking up to since seven is that, no, you are not the chosen people. So you don't have a right to defend yourself, kill other people. And guess what? The reality is when when that scripture says when you come into the land, it's talking about a soul journey to this physical body. This is the land. This vessel of clay is the land we are supposed to be in charge of take good care of, and be sovereign over the head to the toe. This is the land. Hear me now, brothers and sisters. It's not talking about that land over there. That's bullshit. Because it's like you just said, Kwame just said, turn all over planet Earth. Why is everybody wanting to squeeze in over there? Because they have misinterpreted that book called the Bible. When you come to the land, it's not go over there in Israel and fight everybody for that little piece of land it's when you come into your vessel of clay that I created in mother's womb. This is your land that you are supposed to be sovereign over. Take good care of. It's a sacred vessel. Missing that. We're missing that. So when the soul leaves the body, the when the soul 
own who owns the land? It goes back into the dirt, the soil. We don't own it. We're out there on another adventure when this land goes into low vibration and it doesn't function anymore because we don't take good care of it. So that is the message tonight, brothers and sisters. Whatever is going on in the next few weeks, next year, we need to get this land, this mind, this microbiome, we need to get it back to integrity. We need to get this land, this body, back to humility. We need to take care of this land with and have kindness and love flowing out of this land and joy and compassion and wisdom and resilience like our brothers and sisters over there in Palestine. We need to have the spirit of the cockroach and know that we have eternal life. They, they can bomb us. They can shoot us. We're still going to live because we have inter- eternal life. So I pray and hope that everyone is going to be more conscious of taking better care of this land and let those fools fight over that little bit of land over there in the Middle East and get the lessons. They're our teachers. Those are our teachers over there in the in Palestine. But what? They act and they right, but... Let us learn that lesson. Go ahead, Kwame. And and the thing is, is that it's the resources that come from the land is what they're fighting for. That is out there under that water, in that land, up under the water, is what they're fighting for, the resources, because they could care less about what that land. They want the wealth that comes from the land. See, in these and other so- parts, we have to stop looking at this deception saying, oh, and who is like, then why does the sun not choose to shine on the Palestinians? If they are chosen people, why doesn't the sun make a difference? Because the sun shines on everything there. See, this is the well, whole misconcept saying that they have the power to be say that they are chosen. No, 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 no. God don't make choices because he made it all. Why should he have to make a choice? Well, the reality is the chosen people are all human beings who raise their consciousness to a level to have the mind of Yeshua, Hamashiach, the Messiah, and spring out love and be loved. The mind of Yeshua, the mind of Christ, the mind of Jesus, all those names, Jesus, Yeshua, the mind of the Messiah is love. So when, when people, human beings, choose to operate, Kind of love, they become the chosen ones because we are the ones who are ordained and assigned to bring this earth back to the set, the next dimension, but you, the fourth and fifth, but could, and bring in one question. You have yes. you have millions of people that live on 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 land and jungles and forests that do not have the concept of Jesus and do not have the concept. They have a oneness with the land and Creator. What, how did there have to be selective, you know, why did we have to have this whole concept of selective? The creative no. sun come up from the east, and it shines so the, on every human. So the truth is, thank you, Brother Kwame, for bringing that out. The truth is, there is no, in my belief, there's no man coming back here to save us. The spirit of truth is who Jesus is today. The spirit of truth. So if you're walking around with the spirit of truth, in my opinion, you have the mind of the Messiah, you have the mind of Yeshua, you are the chosen one. 
So work, walk forward in your spirit of truth. There is no man coming back to save us. Let's write that as a religious mind, in my opinion. The spirit of truth is what's rising right now in the planet because of all the slaughtering and all the death that we've been witnessing. So walk in your, don't don't give it a name. We don't have to give it a name. We don't have to call it Jesus. We don't have to call it Messiah. We don't have to call it Yeshua. It's a spirit of truth because as as, uh, Kufi pointed out, this is all about energy and vibration. And this is what my mother. You are not going to die. Your body will die and your spirit is definitely not going to die. And this is why my mother says she did not want no church services and people standing over her lying and preaching and telling false things. See, we got to, this, this is a new concept. This is a new concept and people should look at something. Write your own obituary. Who yeah. is going to tell your truth unless it's you? Because anybody yeah. else that write about you is not going to know you. Kwame's mom walked out, left this earth with the spirit of truth. See, she knew better. She knew better than to have some ceremony in a church a building when her, her spirit was what was important. So we give praise and thanks to Kwame's uh, mom, who is now an ancestor. She's helped. Thank you, Mom. We're gonna help. She's going to help us get through this twilight zone that we're in. And she left here with a spirit of truth. Hallelujah. So we give thanks. And every one of us has an opportunity, take advantage of the opportunity to learn all you can because they're lying their asses off all over the place, media, government, every, all you're getting is lies from the, the, the Zionists, lies from our government especially, and lies from the medical system and on and on and on. So everyone study that to, find, to make yourself approved by the spirit of the Most High and take on a spirit of truth, and that's when the Messiah comes back, is when we all got the spirit of truth, because right now too many people are confused and deceived and hopelessly uh, on their way to a deathbed because they are deceived by all these things that the media and the propaganda are trying to teach people. So let us move forward with understanding about this temple we're in, this land that our soul has, is, is operating in, and let us move forth with overstanding about the big picture. Everything is in divine order, even this war, to help us be more like cockroaches. Thank you, Mama AZ. So we are going to take on the is spirit Ms. of cockroaches. Is still on? I was asking. Yeah, yeah, I was just saying, do you have anything, Ms. Kim, you want to get ready to close out? No, that's all right, done. All I know, I believe believe in God, I believe in Jesus, and the word says that this is going to happen. It says, Armageddon, and this is the beginning of it. Thank us, Ms. Kim, for you being still on the planet. Thank you. Thank you. Thank us. Yes, and and Armageddon, we are witnessing, she's so right, we are witnessing Armageddon in every way shape and form because it's all over. Pay attention. Pay attention, she said. Pay attention. And then move in the spirit of truth so we can get out of this nightmare we're in. So thank you, everyone. Have a good tomorrow. Um, 
Zelda will be broadcasting from Jamaica. She out there getting tanned, naked, and all that. <laughs> so, so tomorrow, Monday morning mindfulness out of Jamaica. So everyone you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution. You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash thefemalesolution. Leave your comments about today's show. You can always reach me on my website at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimalatif.com. Watch our TV shows. Listen to our radio shows. Order our books. And be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Zanyaba, Japan, Alingato, Korea, Eshe, South Africa, Nyabonga, Senegal, Jared, Kenya, Asante, Israel, Toda, Pakistan, Shukriya, Afghanistan, Tashakur, Saudi Arabia, Shukran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you. May peace be upon you. Thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.